Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share tips, tricks, stories, good, the bad about being a married couple that owns and operates a business together. So what's been going on, Dad? Well, it's baseball season again. So so I'm on the board of directors for our town's Little League. I think I've talked about that before and it's totally kicking into gear now. And I always forget every year, like how much work goes goes into kicking the season off. Yeah, it's a lot of work. There's evaluations, there's registration. I'm getting texts and emails every day about questions. You guys are selling um, sponsorships for the banners for the field. We're getting them printed. We have to go hang them up. So there's a lot. I forget how become I become an absentee husband, a baseball dad during uh, this part of the year. Not too bad yet though. No, but it gets it gets crazy. And then and then the season starts and I feel like once the season starts it's 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 gets a little calmer actually. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. But we've had a lot of crazy in the last couple of weeks, we right? We have had a lot of crazy in the last couple of weeks. I know we've talked about it a few times, but we moved our office. Yes, a whole whopping 1.7 miles. Yes, so we moved <laughs> down the street, uh, same town. We just needed more space. Yep, and, you know, a good problem to have. We've been in our old space 15 years, and the last mm, three, we have just been too big for our space. But yeah. we were in a lease. Yeah, we've been busting at the seams, and so um, it was really a good time for us to you know, find a new space, find something that fit our needs a little bit better. And and I think we we did. We found a great spot. Yeah. Our realtor was amazing. He's somebody we've known from networking for years. And so it was great to have the opportunity to work with him. And he found us the perfect spot, the first place I looked at in person. Yeah, it was funny. It was the first place we looked at. And then we looked at, I don't know, 10 or 12 other places. And we ended up going back to the first place. Right. Because you can't go with the first place you look at. No, you can't you never go with the first place you look at. I just think that, you know, it was hard because when you're looking for a new space, it really has to fit your office. It has to fit your business's personality, I guess is what I'm saying. And a couple of spaces he showed us just felt really corporate and very much, you know, like, oh, it's glass conference rooms. And Everyone's in a cubicle. It's a bullpen. Right. So this was kind of a, a, a much better space. It was a, still it was still a smaller space. There is some cubicle situations for some of our employees, but it overall it just felt a little more warm and less cold and corporate. Yeah, it's homey. So. How did the move go, Allison? I think overall it went really well. The week leading up to the physical move, I didn't sleep at all. It was stressful. And I felt like I had to make sure that everybody was still moving forward with their day-to-day roles and that I had to pick up all the slack for the actual move. I think for me, um, you know, we did a lot of planning on this, and we'll talk about that in a second. I think for me the most stressful thing was the weather leading into it. You know, we live in New England. (laughs) The day before we were scheduled to move, it was like sunny and 50 degrees in January. And then the day that we move... There's a nice storm. Right. But I think that even for my high C and my over-organization, I was very flexible and you did a great job managing the weather and managing our team's expectations for, okay, we're going to pack up and move our stuff a day early, which in retrospect should have been the plan to begin with. Um, And I think that was hard 
not having any guidance from anybody else to know what the right way to do things was. Yeah. And so, you know, we we started or you started really. Uh, um, we signed the lease about a month and a half before we were going to move. So and we had known that we were moving. It was the plan was in set. It was just once we found the place, we could set dates and start all that. Once we set a date, you and some of our team members started doing a weekly meeting. Yeah. So we met. um what I kind of put together as my moving team. And originally it started with me and one of my assistants. And then we brought in the other assistant when we realized that um, her action items needed to be part of it. And we we started a Google Drive and we started writing down everything that we thought we were going to need to do between now and the time we moved. And then we started just randomly adding dates when we thought it would need to be done and who was going to do it. So we did a really good job, I think, in that process of, of you know, figuring out, okay, here's here's what it's going to cost. Here's what we need to do. Here's who we need to schedule. We we called movers. We got movers scheduled for the date that we needed because we, we had the movers move all the big heavy stuff. Everybody was in charge of their own desks, so picking up their laptops and, you know, whatever stuff they had on their desk. Um, I think we did a really good job of pre-planning some of the the things that you don't normally think of, which is like the business cards and the the addresses stuff, the you know getting our mail moved over, the internet, all of that stuff. I feel like we handled really well, Allison. I think that some of the challenging things were like we set up the mail to forward the day we moved, and then it took two three weeks for our mail to get started to arrive at our office. Yeah, there's. I think there's things that are outside of your control that get get frustrating. One of the other things that I think I, I was kind of, uh, and I, I still am getting over the fear of it's like the a cost to move your business. So there, obviously there's the cost that you know, you know, you have to hire a mover, you have to, you know, get certain things. But I, I think moving into a new space that was bigger, there were like, there's been a lot of little purchases that are starting, I feel like, to add up. Right. And um, nobody could give me an idea of what it was going to cost. I couldn't, I didn't know going into it what the movers were going to cost, what the time to do it was going to cost, all of these wish list items, because now we're in different space. We need to be efficient. We need different things. Um, so I think that has been very stressful because there there's a budget, but there's no budget. Does that make sense? Right. Um, I just know that I need to stay within our overall budget because nobody could give me an idea of it's going to cost you 1%, 2%. $3,000 to make this move because every move is different. Yeah, we've been, you know, a month or so in the new space, and I still think we're still trying to figure out, okay, he, how much have we totally spent on this? And and, and it's hard. I, I think what we'll probably do maybe three months in is to sit and do a breakdown of, okay, here's the amount of time I think we put in, you know, between us and our team members. Here's the amount of money that we spent on hard costs. Here's the amount of money that we spent on things that we were like, oh, we need to order six cables from Amazon for, you know, whatever. And so there was, I mean, I put an order in at Amazon that was nothing but like uh, um, power strips because we realized, oh my gosh, we need more power strips for people to plug things in. We needed more trash cans. <laughs> yeah, right. And so like those were like little $100 here and $100 there Amazon orders that we put in that were like, oh man, we, we didn't realize we needed these things. Or we had to run to Ace Hardware and pick up five different things because we needed it at that moment. And getting the team to understand that there isn't an endless money tree. 
yes, we all want these things, but we can't necessarily buy them the minute we think of them. Like, we've got to make a wish list. And that's kind of where we're at now. There's a couple of team members that want new desks or would like to have, you know, desks and office situations kind of uh, made a little more comfortable for them. And I want them to be comfortable, but I also need to, like, make sure budgetarily that we haven't overspent on this. So we've asked everybody, okay, big purchases for your space or for your office. Let's hold off on that until we're into the new space for two, three months and we get a whole better picture of what we really need. And some of these things I was really happy we didn't pre-buy. Some things I was glad we pre-bought, but um, there's one section where we, she's got a desk and it's working fine, but I'm glad we didn't buy the original desk we had thought of because now that she's in the space, it would have been totally wrong for the space. Right. Um, you know, and things like we have a microwave and a coffee maker. Okay, we want to upgrade those. We don't need those right now. We need other things to actually function in the space right now. So that's where we need to put our resources first. And trying to get the team to understand that is frustrating sometimes. Yeah. I think uh, what are some I think there are a lot of things though that we did right. I think that, you know, one of the things you did that you came up with was labeling all of the new office spaces and color coding things so that when we did move that those color codes all sort of matched up. So we knew that, okay, this box is blue and has the number four. It goes into the blue four room. Right. So our new office has two floors so we coded one floor one color one floor another color and then we took the floor plan and literally every area on both floors had a code number so that when we were moving things the movers or whoever picked up the box knew where it was going and didn't have to ask i was really trying to limit the amount of obnoxious questions I got. Yeah. And, and we did a good job of doing that. I think we got some, and I think that, you know, especially that week of the move and maybe even a little bit the week after the move, you and I were just so tired and so, um, you know, exhausted from the move that we, we just got a little annoyed by questions at times. Right. And I pre-told them all that. So I probably just set the expectation of, you know, I'm going to be short some days. I'm and then as, as I wasn't sleeping that week, I was trying to let them know I'm not sleeping on top of all of this. Right. Um, I think we were really good at being clear about our goals and the mission for the move. I think people understood um, and we explained as clearly as we could of what they needed to do, that they needed to pack their space, that here's where, you know, where where they were going to be. And um, I think that, that that worked fairly well. Yeah, I think for most team members, it worked really well. And I think feel I sp I've spent some time reflecting and I think that the, for the team members it didn't resonate with I don't necessarily think it was an us or our communication I think it was them and the way they received information and the what, what was going on in their personal sphere at the time yeah and I think part of it for me was is and I, and again because we were so entrenched and you and I were the key people in in the move like I felt like some people didn't have the sense of urgency about the move that you and I had like I think there were some team members like I had my office packed up a week before the move like I literally was just setting my laptop up on a desk and working every day because everything else was packed up I was <laughs> there were times where I was pulling things out of boxes to be able to do my job um and, then, and then I think there were some team members that literally waited to like the day of and the day before to pack up stuff on their desk. But I think that's a psychological shift. I just recently helped my aunt pack up her house that she lived in for 50 years and move. And the movers were there physically moving her bed and she just couldn't grasp the fact that she didn't live there anymore. Like I was trying to pack up her coffee maker and she was like, I need that. And I said, 
you're not going to have coffee in this house ever again. You need this. We need to move this right now because tomorrow morning you need it in the new apartment. And I think that that was just a shift that is hard for people to understand. But I'm coming to this office every day. But tomorrow you're not. And so everything needs to be packed up so that tomorrow when you're not here, you have it where you need it to be. Yeah. I think something else that was really successful is we have, and and we've kind of already known this, but we have a couple of team members that will, will do whatever we ask them to do. They will help other people set up their desks before they even set up their space. I think we had some really rock star people as part of this move. And I think that some people, it really shined a light on how amazing they are and how much they want the team to succeed because they were willing to just go out of their way to do whatever needed to get done because they recognized that you and I as owners can't do everything and other people have to step up. And I think as we continue to work really hard, Allison, at building the culture in our team and building the and putting the right people on the bus, you know, uh, that this really helped me see, wow, that person really like that person is great, like really is working hard for the good of all of us. And what can we do to replicate them or what we've done with them. Yeah. We were really lucky too. And other things like I, I have a, a background in it. So I was able to set up a lot of our computer stuff and make that all work. So that was, that was really helpful um, along the way. So there were a lot of things that went successful. What are some things that you think we could have done better? I think that things that we're falling behind on now, because even now you're still in the move process is our closeout checklist at the old office. I think we really need to buckle down and spend some time closing that out and getting that off of our emotional plate. Um, our lease isn't up till June, but our but our landlord is starting to show it. So if for some reason they find somebody, we can make that final closeout faster. But we've still got some boxes there and those kind of things. So I think we stopped doing our Monday check-in and we really should be doing that. Um, I think that... We need to dedicate some more time to finishing the unpacking and the organizing and the setting up because I was like, okay, we're here. We're good enough. Let's just move forward. Well, and I think that, you know, once I think the first day in the office, we were still trying to get things organized, obviously, I guess after the first weekend of the move. And then, you know, all of us sort of spent our own time individually setting our spaces up and cleaning boxes and getting stuff off the floor. And for the most part, everybody has kind of gotten to that point now. But we have one office space that right now is allocated for future growth that has become kind of a dumping ground. Right. And nobody sees it as their responsibility. So as the leader, I need to go back and decide how we're going to manage it and ta- and get it moving forward. Yeah. So that's definitely been one of the things I think we, we could have done um, better on. You know, I think that we we waited until the last week of the move to have a full in-office team meeting about the move, uh, about four days before the move. And I think that, that I wish that we would have had a couple more of those prior, like even if it was part of that Monday morning stand up or whatever, that we would have been a little bit more clear in some instances about, OK, here's what's happening with the move. Um, and in the back of my head, I, you know, because we were moving in the dead of winter and we live in New England and there's always a variable there in the back of my head, I had already sort of made a plan of what would happen if move day was looking like bad weather, which it ended up being. And we implemented that plan that was in the back of my head, but I really didn't, I didn't push it or I didn't emphasize it until the day of, or a few hours before we started doing that. So I wish I would have like given everybody the plan B, um, even though plan A was always plan A, I wish I would have given everybody plan B a little sooner so that we could have pivoted a little 
quicker, I guess. So what are you, what are you excited about in the new office? There's a, there's so much I'm excited about. I mean, first of all, just the space in general, like having more space. We were in an, our office that we were in, like you said, we were on top of each other. We were packed in like sardines. We only had one bathroom for too many people. We I have yet to hear a complaint about bathrooms. It's great. <laughs> I know. We didn't really have a break room space. The conference room was sort of in the middle of everybody's offices. So our new space just, it's... It's much easier for us to do those things that we couldn't do in the old office. Well, and I think that in the new office, because everyone has their own spaces, we're not all, everybody isn't stopping when someone, one person's having a conversation with somebody else because you're not downstairs. You don't know the production team is having a conversation. So that doesn't mean, so that means you're not getting distracted from what you're doing and pulling yourself into a conversation you don't need to be part of. Yeah. I think the other thing that's, that's been really, and I think that you've probably enjoyed more than anybody was you know, when we moved into our last space 15 years ago, it was only you and I and your father were still involved in the business. And it was only the three of us that were ever really in the office. And most days I was there alone. Right. I was still in the field a lot. Your father was, you know, half retired at that point. And so now what's interesting about it is, is like now we're moving to this new space. We have all of these team members that moved with us and it's allowing us to set up the space to be more efficient and functional for day-to-day operations. And I think some people don't appreciate or don't understand the amount of time I've put into laying out all of the office spaces and how they're set up. But I've really tried to be methodical about why are people here? What do they need in this space? And how do we hang things on the walls so that things are the most efficient they could possibly be? Yeah, we're trying to break those bad habits that we've had for years in the old space in the new space. Which is hard. and, And you and I... I think this is part of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. Like you and I thrive from change. Like we love something new. We love a challenge. We like, I mean, we're different disc personalities and you're a C and I'm, and I mean, obviously my eye is like super into like all of that kind of stuff. But I, I think that you and I just thrive as business owners and, and, and entrepreneurs on just something different, like something different is always interesting and fun to us. Well, and I want to make sure that we are running things as smoothly and easy as possible so that we're not constantly frustrated by silly little things. And I think, I think for our team members, like change is something that like is, is, is hard for them. Like most people don't live for change like you and I do. And so I think for some of them coming in and having their desk in a new space or having to set up their new space has been stressful. And people, a lot of people, the vast majority of people don't like change. They're getting there. They're getting there. Sometimes we, we just have to force change a little bit. I'm I'm also excited, Allison, just about our new office in general. And this is kind of odd. It's just brighter. Like the wall. And I, and I don't. I don't know really, I can't pinpoint, I haven't been able to pinpoint it. A month in, I'm still, you know, our old office had stained trim work. Our new office has painted trim work. Our, I feel like our old office didn't have as many windows as our new office does. I don't know. We have bigger windows. Bigger windows. Like, it's just brighter in general. Yeah, it's nice. And the lights work. In our old office, the we had electrical issues and the lights didn't work, so people just didn't turn on the overhead lights. So it was like walking into a cave, which I just find depressing. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, even like I've gone back a few times to the old office, obviously, to help clean up and get some other things done. And even walking back into it, I'm like, oh, it just feels so dark in here. So I do like the fact that it's so much more brighter. And the ceilings are higher. That is true. That is true. Uh, so, you know, those are like those are some things that I'm, I mean, there's a, so much I'm excited about. The new space is big. It, it's it, it's primed for growth. We're excited about growth in our business. So that's excited that's and scared. It, yeah. it, it's it's it's. I don't like, I don't, I like everything to have a plan. This is scary. This is bigger space, more money, more overhead. And we need, now we need to like hit those goals so that, so that it, everything flows smoothly. Right. But it's, it's been really good for us. Um, I think there's a lot we would have done different, but we're very lucky to have the space that we're in. So if you're thinking about making a move and you're trying to make a plan and you need some help, um, feel free to reach out. I will share with you our checklists and what we did because one of the things that I struggled with was uh, there were some great articles, but nobody had done it really before that we could talk to. Um, And so I'm happy to share some advice and what we thought we did well and give give the checklist that we used. Yeah. And I think that's the good thing about your high C is like everything got written down. There were plans. There's, you have all this stuff you could share with somebody that nobody, you know, we asked a lot of people, we asked people in our, in our entry leadership group, we asked other people, like nobody had any sort of organized form of what they did for moving. And it's easy to edit it to fit your, to fit what you need once you have a base. Yeah. So hit us up, look for us on social media at biz married on Instagram, Twitter, find us on Facebook, send us a message. We'll, we'll definitely hook you up. Also, another way we're going to hook you up is a free 30 days of Audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried, and we'll get you a free 30 days. You can listen to audiobooks. I, I think I've said a few times now, I'm just back on this audiobook kick. I'm churning through them. But Allison, you have a book this week by Jim Collins that you think is great for people to listen to. Yeah, it might be telling, but I'm listening to How the Mighty Fall by Jim Collins. Like I just said, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous now that we're in this space. And in How the Mighty Fall, Jim explores how even successful companies can suddenly collapse, especially if they make wrong decisions. And he offers leaders advice on how to prevent them from making the same mistakes. So I'm hoping that I pick up a few things to make sure that the even after the move, we keep going forward. Well, it's like we've always said, if you plan for Murphy to come knocking at the door, he won't knock at the door. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's what this book's about with Jim Collins. So check it out. You can get it for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried, sign up. You get a free 30 days. You can download How the Mighty Fall by Jim Collins. And, guys, thanks for listening this week. Like I said, don't forget, find us online. Look for us on Instagram or Twitter. We're at bizmarried, or you can search for us on Facebook, Married with a Business. Thanks for listening. And remember, not only is it important for you to focus on your business, but also your marriage because we're married with a business. We're married with a business.